Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yesterday, just like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, last night was on a couple hours, but that's kind of been, I think I played maybe an hour on Friday or something. But Hey, Timmer. You're right. Um, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, it sounds like you had a bit of a busy week, a bit of a hectic week, so yeah. It was such such a shit week. Yeah. <sighs> Swings and roundabouts though. Yeah. Hopefully you've got a nice easy week coming up now. I'm sure that's how it works. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. But um, um yeah, nice. Uh, control room, share. Oh, and doesn't look like you got your fuck this up. Discord issue this time. That was so weird last week. Oh yeah, you yeah, said like a yeah, constant like ten second delay. But obviously we haven't you haven't changed anything since those settings on the stream. So it's almost like you just had really shit like bandwidth or something for that period of time. I don't know if anyone else in your house Maybe. was soaking up. No, no, there wasn't. No, just had a hitch. Maybe Virgin or whoever you're with just had a bit of a not a good moment. Your voice is coming from Although fine, I think I did... It just wasn't processing. I think... Yeah, I, I think I did turn on like hardware acceleration up, um, just to see how we got on, but I, I don't... I mean, I don't know. But it, it could have been a CPU thing. I don't fucking know, man. I think generally speaking, you're supposed to have hardware acceleration off, aren't you, to improve performance? That's not it says on the thing. You can turn it on if you want, and it might make things better. Oh, okay. <laughs> if you're having any if you have any problems, but a lot of recommendations online say sometimes you should you should turn it off because it can fuck with your settings. Yeah. It's probably got nothing to do with anything, but Right, okay, Tim, give me a vehicle. Um, a vehicle? Uh, yeah. A limo. Okay, give me a fruit. Uh, a guava. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come on down to the fun limo? Yeah, oh, dude, I've said it, and you've just... Your, we, your video well, started to fucking go again. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. You're delayed, yeah. How odd. About the sweet guava of Xbox News. This week, it's like ad libs. Mm. Is this going to make absolutely no sense to anyone? Yeah, anyone new on Twitter, just anyone in general, no. even our recurring. Yeah. So this is so fucking weird. It doesn't make any even, sense. Unsubscribe. Even Tim is going to be like, I don't even know if I want to retweet that one. 
<laughs> yeah. that's, that's really bad. <laughs> he was right on it as well. He just did it. That was so yeah, he always great. is. Yeah, he, he pops in the second we go live. He retweets immediately. He's such a legend. Hmm. Right, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to make a note to myself to do a full reboot. I don't know if I have done a full reboot since last week. Um, yeah, probably is a good idea. Um, and did you close and reopen all your apps and stuff like Discord updates or that kind of stuff? I did, yeah. I did that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Maybe it's worth doing a full reboot, but um, yeah, because this has kind of just popped up out of nowhere. So you know, you've had this laptop now for for months, um, and it's kind of just popped up in the last week, um. And especially since you actually changed the setting on the stream, but I don't see how that would have anything to do with the performance of your video and your laptop because you're adjusting stream settings, how our viewers receive the stream. You're not hosting the stream in any way. Yeah. So if anything, it would affect me if I'm hosting the stream through OBS or whatever and settings have changed. It shouldn't affect anything on your end, but... It's weird because I'm watching the video right now and like the actual video is coming through fine. But you're saying the video is just delayed. But last week it was like choppy. The video was like quite choppy. Yeah. If you remember. But yeah. Doesn't look like it is right now. I don't know. And you're not as delayed. Yeah, you're smoother and you're not as delayed. So it, it's an improvement, to say the least. It's so but, strange. Yeah. Potentially if you've got loads and it's of happening shit on open Discord. as well, just, uh, uh, oh, I don't know. You've got loads of shit open, just try and close as much as you can as well. Because not that I mean the laptop is you know you got sixteen gig of RAM, uh, M1 MacBook, oh, no, eight gig of RAM, sixteen gig I can't remember. Um, your laptop should be more than handle everything you have open, but uh, is there a is there a Mac update? Is there? I think there's at least like there's a Mac update, so I'll drop that down yeah. to do that as well. Do that, give it a iOS update, I mean. It's always good to restart your device every at least once a week. I don't do it every single day. I'm not a psychopath. But um once a week. Um Okay. Well we'll just have to crack on again for now um <laughs> it's an unknown issue i'm afraid everyone don't know what's going on yeah we'll look into it we'll get uh, oh yeah, did, did you... next week and have a look did did you say it was happening in discord um let me have a quick look do you things hi can't wait to speak about the ftc yeah can't wait to speak about now. Phil spent. Okay, so it's, it's coming from Discord as well. Yeah. So it's not even an OBS issue. It's it's something it's something else. Yeah. Indeed, it is. But audio's coming through fine. Yeah. Yeah, audio's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You could. Give that a go, I guess. All right. 
well, I've turned on something. We'll see how we get on. Um, I guess well, let's get this started. Otherwise, we're gonna I'm gonna slice my fingers off. Okay. Trying to figure this shit out. Right. Yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, and I've just realised I don't even think that my tweet actually indicated that we were starting the podcast. No. <laughs> I just spoke about limos and guava. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not a great tweet. <laughs> Not In case your best. it wasn't clear, <laughs> was it clear the podcast is starting? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. All right, are we jingling? We are, yeah. Lovely. Okay. Um, welcome back, everyone, to the QRP. That is Tim, and Deck is me. This is episode. 103. Oh. <laughs> Where you will come to see Xbox versus the FTC. There's no way you just freeballed that. You must have wrote that down. I, well, I actually, do you know what? I was actually like tossing up like can, like a canned opening, you know, like a lot of podcasts do. So really? that bit. Uh, you know. Yeah. Oh. We just had a little connection hitch, but we're back. A lot of professional podcasts do that, you know, don't they? What, canned openings? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They yeah. have like a, a thing that they open the show with. Mm. And I was like, hmm. I quite like the fact that we just freestyle it, though, to be honest. But yeah, we could mm. always do can. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what this calls for? It calls from a poll with only <laughs> Tim in the chat. <laughs> it's a lot riding on your shoulders here. <laughs> do you know what I should do it on Twitter because I actually get pretty decent engagement on polls on Twitter. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, um, well we've got a lot to talk to you about today. Um, it's been quite the week for xbox a secret xbox showcase you might even say you know with a particular triple a licensed disney game getting announced as an exclusive you know i'll say it's a showcase but um, yeah yeah it was a secret showcase you know that's what it is a secret itsy bitsy showcase mm -hmm. uh we've got some new starfield details we've got game pass prices going up we've got the idea xbox show we've got the ft versus xbox and a little bit more so if you're new here consider subscribing we do this every week at this time some well, most of the time i'd say yeah um tim how's it hanging dude yeah it's going right yeah can't complain i'm hot i'm hot and sweaty and bothered um and uh there is just something about i mean gaming is an all-weather kind of thing but it's it's tougher when it's fucking 30 degrees outside I feel like I just shouldn't be doing it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, should I yeah. be like using this weather more productively? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, to 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 be fair, I do get a decent amount of sun, so I think it's quite a nice contrast. To just stay inside a little bit. I do feel like gaming is more of a rainy weather sort of activity yeah which doesn't make any sense because other countries don't have rain that often <laughs> yeah but in the uk where it's raining 70 percent of the year 
it therefore feels like I need to be gaming in that 70% and not the other 30%. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it just kind of just suits that sort of, yeah, rainy, cold sort of winter vibes, isn't it? A little bit more just from the fact it's indoors. Um, it's an indoor activity. And you can have like a cup of tea and just play and stuff like that, definitely. But um but yeah no i haven't actually been uh it hasn't really been an xbox week for me i've actually been um since uh thursday since final fantasy dropped i've basically just been playing that um uh which is amazing fantastic um i'm absolutely blown away by it so far i know there's this whole divide of final fantasy fans at the moment oh it's not it's not fun fantasy it's it's a devil may cry like sort of hybrid it's not even an rpg anymore but it's just like I don't know, man. I, I I like the step it's it's going into. It's it's taking almost like a more of like a God of War approach to its to this entry of the game. It, it you know it guides you a little bit more. It's a bit linear. Um, the cutscenes are fantastic. The voice acting is fantastic. The combat is fantastic. Um, but yeah, it's less. You know, I I hate this stamp that I feel like games have to do these days where they just have to like tick a box to say it's fucking open world so not every game has to be open world like chill it's fine um it's just this buzzword that's just everywhere in the gaming community um but yeah thanks thanks guys thank you um (laughs) but i'm having a really really good time with it um and i think this is exactly what final fantasy is i think in my eyes it's just good storytelling good characters and a good world and i think it's established all of those things like as of now um and the combat's sick and it flows really well so i'm having a great time with it yeah awesome yeah, I, I noticed there was um, obviously it's reviewed really well. It, you know, it's still a, it's at an eighty nine on Open Critic at the moment, right. um, and uh, but I have noticed kind of an undercurrent of people who feel quite strongly that it's not just maybe a, a direction for the series that they aren't thrilled with, but also they just feel that the game has quite a few short shortcomings that they they can't overlook. Um, whereas, like you're saying, you maybe feel like it's not really integral. It doesn't. The game doesn't lose that much because of some of those things. I just think Final Fantasy. It they differ with every entry, so it's fine to shake things up for an entry, just to be like, you know, this is its story. This is how it's done. Enjoy it for what it is. The next one, uh, Final Fantasy uh, Rebirth and stuff like that. They still have that hybrid action. Sorry if you can hear that, by the way. I don't know what the hell that is. It's just starting outside. Well, we can hear that. That is extraordinary. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a marching band. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. A marching band? <laughs> what, where the fuck are we? <laughs> it's a marching band outside my window. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, they'll pass. That's they'll pass. fucking ridiculous. Um... But yeah, I think it's fine to just be like, yeah, this is is what it is. You know, Re- Rebirth is going to have this like hybrid, you know, um, action combat with like slow down. You can still queue like abilities and moves and stuff like that. They're going to do like a remake of like Final Fantasy Nine, I think is Ruben next. That's going to be much more turn based and tactical. Like I feel like they're covering their bases with other Final Fantasy games if you want that more typical, slower, more tactical vibe and um, a bit more open-worldy or something like that. I think this one, for what it is, just, 
I think it's I think it's great. You know, I think it's a breath of fresh air. Um, and it will probably just be like a one and done, right? Story starts, story ends. You know, this is Final Fantasy sixteen. That's how they kind of work. Um, it doesn't necessarily. What people are fearing is that every single game is going to proceed with this formula, and I don't think that's the case. Like Square Square Enix have showed that with most different mainline entries, they try something new, and they or they or they revert back, or you know. So it's people are just getting worried for no reason, and I think people should just chill out and enjoy it for what it is a little bit too, instead of being like the next ten years is going to be like this. It's like, well, no one knows that, like. Yeah, yeah. I've got to say, and I'm not not to say that that's the only criticism that the game has, um, but I've got to say that there, it has been funny watching this kind of thing where people are like, I don't like it because it's not Final Fantasy. Um, I've been like, oh, this has given me some Halo flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't like it because it's not the thing that I think it should be, and it's like. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I'm with you. Enjoy it for what it is. I, at the same time, I do understand someone wants something to be a particular way. Um, I, I get that, but, you know, I think it's a bit... Those people are often the loudest, aren't they? You exactly, know? exactly. Um, and yeah, for what this is, man, like, the cutscenes, which are all like, in-game, by the way, are just insane. Um, the, the graphics and the world, like, Dude, this is like some of the best I've ever seen. I, and I have this shit on frame rate mode at the moment. I've even got it on um, graphics. Um, it's, it's actually blowing me away. It's like Horizon Forbidden West levels of like quality, um, like graphically and stuff like that. Some of the some of the detail in this game and how it looks. Uh, I don't think it's quite as good as that, but I'm saying it's it's one of the prettiest games I've seen for a very, very, very long time. Um, well, that's that's pretty interesting because there there was a bit of controversy with that as well because Digital Foundry did a breakdown on it. Um, I haven't seen it; I've just seen some Twitter summaries and stuff. Um, where the fra- the performance mode drops the resolution pretty substantially and the frame rate fluctuates quite a lot. That's what they said. I don't know what your experience in been. some um, places, yes, because. I don't want to spoil it, but some of the shit that happens on your screen at once in that game. Like like the icon battles and stuff like that, like the amount of effects and the amount of things going on, you you just you just can't. Like it's just one of those things. I mean, I've seen I don't know if it's bogus or not, but I've seen like reports of people saying like they've it's been overheating their PS5s, like the the icon battle specifically, like when those start and start to happen, like people's PS5s actually have like genuinely overheated and like shut down. Um, there's just it's just a lot there um so yeah there is some compromise there um for the most part it seems pretty stable to me uh i have noticed some fluctuations yeah um and i think the actual hit it takes to resolution isn't isn't that bad um i i I think the game is really really pretty um i'm having a great time with it i think this might knock resident evil 4 off its pedestal for my best game of the year so far um Mm. not certain yet but um, yeah, it's definitely in the top well, three. Well, to be fair, you haven't dug into Diablo that Diablo that much. Diablo, Diablo, dude. It's the uh, Icelandic <laughs> knockoff. Um, yeah, Diablo. No, uh, yeah. To be fair, I haven't. No, but I'd say probably my top, my top three at the moment. Like, I know I haven't played an insane amount of Diablo, but I know that there's so much there, and I have enjoyed what I played. It probably is in my top three: uh, Resi, Diablo, and uh, and Final Fantasy. 
uh, and high five probably nipping at the ankles of uh, Diablo. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it's really really good. I'm having a great time with it. Well, I'm happy to hear it. You know, blessed be the year. 2023. Yeah, dude. it's uh, sad that it didn't crack the 90s though. When like a couple reviews came in really late and knocked it to 89, I was like, oh, it would be nice for it to just be a 90, but. I know. Tell me about it. That's how I feel about Hi-Fi Rush. Still sitting there at 89. I'm still yeah. hoping someone's going to come along like, yeah. you know, half a year later and give it a 10 out of 10 and bump it back up to 90. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, because these games do deserve to crack the 90. I know it's just a number or whatever, but it's just nice to see it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You know, as someone, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you, you know my deal. Tim's a, um, the, the JRPG fan of the podcast. Um, Not that I, I'm not. I'm just, it's just not my typical wheelhouse. Um, mm. uh, But I've been, you know, from the previews I've seen, I haven't really watched that much, to be honest. Um, All I've, I've just had this, like, sort of eyebrow raising interest in the last few weeks of like you know i could go for an action game right now just to break up kind of the pace of diablo just every now and then just an hour on hour off mm-hmm. um you know which i think a lot of people are quite enjoying that well, i know one of our friends is you know hopping like between street fighter and, and diablo for the same reason mm-hmm. um you know so i i i've been thinking as well like, oh you know i i wouldn't mind giving it a go um mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it, but man. I I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not going to drop seventy quid for it on my PlayStation you, right now. But they've got. Yeah, a, they've got a it's good. Three and I. They've got a good demo, man. You could play the demo. Like it, it's genuinely like a, a like a few hours long. Um, gives you a good taste for the combat and stuff like that and story. And then if you're vibing with it, you know you could buy it later down the line, next paycheck. Or once I'm done with it, I put it on disc. I can just lend it to you if you want. I can just post it to you or next time I see you. Yeah. Oh, that would be that would be lovely yeah um, yeah i'm in no rush and i think it's by the time that happens anyway we're going to be in starfield territory so it's, it's kind true. of i'm probably yeah. just going to stick to soaking up diablo but you know maybe one day it's just a shame that i didn't have it for like this particular moment when i'm like because particularly because i don't really play like um action i don't know what do you call these sort of games uh I, what, would you, what would you call devil may cry <laughs> yeah like an action hack and slash yeah something like that i guess yeah, like i don't typically play them that much that's not because not i don't enjoy them it's just not um it's just not what i think to buy i guess yeah i don't know mm. um but yeah cool that sounds great mm-hmm. glad you're having a nice time i'm glad it reviewed well you know big congrats to the team mm-hmm. um i've just been playing diablo yeah lots of diablo that game continues to be very good. The team has been putting out little patches and updates for things. Um, the end game, I will still say, is is just brilliant. Um, it's really good. It's really engaging. The whole Paragon board is a little bit overwhelming at first, but once you get into the flow of it, it's a really nice way to keep the progression feel like it's still ticking on outside of the loop. Like you consistently have like a little step bump every now and then, um, which makes you feel like you're moving in in a direction, which is just amazing. And there's even like different boards, which have legendary perks, which are actually like quite like, you know, they're like quite substantial Mm. um, and unique upgrades per character, you know, I think that's all brilliant. Um, I've had like, I've had like a couple of uniques drop, which is, you know, the next echelon of, of rarity. Um, and you know that's always really exciting and the way that the nightmare dungeons work is is brilliant and there's regular sort of world events um 
it's just really good um i'm like i said i think i said last week i'm, I'm continuing to enjoy the, the same build really because everything just looks good and runs well like the animations are good it's just really crunchy mm. um just a lot of love and attention to detail is, is in the moment to moment gameplay of that game which makes it not feel um stale so that's just been me when i've been getting a moment it's very easy to hop in and out of do a quick dungeon mm. um you know tweak 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 your build have a look online and yeah just a lot and you can do these solo these sort of things you don't hop in with with caden all that like mates i do when they're around yeah we do them together but i can i, I can do them so like you know if your build is good enough um mm. nice which there's quite a variety of end game things that there, there will be something you can do um you know so that's Sweet. been great nice. that's been great um there was a little bit of controversy about the um how they're approaching the seasonal model I don't know if you, you mm, saw that, like this, with your, yeah. the battle pass is tied to the your seasonal character. Yeah. Um. So it, it's how it's always worked in Diablo, where it, when the new season starts, you make a new character for that season. You know, on the UI, it will say seasonal character, and you've got to make a new character for that. Which yeah. I don't mind. It's why they um have not they didn't start season one at the beginning, so everyone can just play on the main and whatever. Exactly. I don't mind that. I think. I think that's okay to like make a new character and go through that journey again. And, and you know, you get these rewards, these cosmetics, which are then bound to your account or whatever it is. I think that's cool. I think that's fine. The, my problem is that the battle pass is also tied to that, but it's mm. like, you've already like, why, why do I need to, why can't I not just get XP and level it up where, however I want? Like, you've already got my money. Like, yeah, why, I don't you should be that. able to just approach the battle pass with any of the five, six characters you've made, not necessarily, uh, even be yeah, before the point of a of the um, seasonal character, yeah, that that seems weird. I I, I like, like you said, I agree with the whole seasonal character thing and how they didn't adapt it through. I actually quite like that, but yeah, I think I kind of do draw the line with the with the battle pass. I think that's a little bit weird. Um, yeah, not not a huge fan of that, um, and it just means that like it really means that you you just have to dump a lot of time into this game um to get these seasonal rewards and these battle pass rewards and stuff like that um and it really has to kind of be the only game you're playing um and it, it's a bit daunting um to me to be honest yeah yeah i'm with you but i guess uh, the, the bright side is that obviously it doesn't take away your main character you can still play that you know you can if you want to do that you can mm. still do that um but yeah, I'm totally with you. I, I don't think it's something we're going to see change for this season, but um, hopefully it's something that the team thinks about revisiting um, for future. Because especially when you look at like kind of the... Because even thinking about it, the stuff they did for Diablo 3, the seasonal stuff didn't just end up being cosmetic either like i think they made like unique armor sets they were like green rarity weren't they where they you get a unique armor set yeah. for the character that you do it with yeah so like you can end up being quite powerful stuff then you could and then account bound and you can take back to your to your main i think in the shared stash or whatever like i assume that's the same sort of process so it could be something you know quite meaningful stuff um and i guess that's fine it's just the battle pass stuff that i think needs to be thought about a little bit a little bit more seems a bit restrictive mm. yeah agreed agreed
but nonetheless it'll be cool when it starts i'm interested to see whether the game start getting updates and how they're going to approach events and you know updates and you know themes for like you know a couple of months um i don't think we've ever seen anything like that in this sort of game and um it, it really i think they've done a really good job in making that game feel connected um like at time like when you're doing the world bosses man i i know we did one in the, the beta but I don't think it really got a sense for it. Like the camera, but like pulls back a bit and it starts mm. to feel a bit MMO-y. And I mean that in a good way, like a complimentary way, because it's really seamless. And then like, you know, there's loads of people there um, and the mechanics are all really like good on the bosses. You know, there's not this unavoidable shit. You know, you can dodge, you've got to think about your positioning and your, and your cooldowns yeah. of your moves. It's just good. It's mm. just good. Um, so... Yeah, I look forward to having you back on it. Really, you know, once you once you finish Final Fantasy or whatever that is. Yeah, um, it's not. Do more. I don't think Final Fantasy this is like an exceptionally long game either. So I think I'll be able to get get through it relatively quick. Um, but yeah, obviously I'm not going to rush it. Um, and maybe I'll juggle both at the same time. But yeah, you know, I have I have been talking to Tilly about this as well, and I was just like, I would like to play Xbox more and everything like that. Um, not that she's been getting in the way of that. That's not what I'm saying. But like just with work and everything like that <laughs> i've just been tired and we end up just resorting to like watching tv sort of when i get back from work sort of thing just because i'm a bit tired and i i, I want to like actively try a bit harder just to actually be like yeah let's play some diablo like instead you know just not be lazy um so i love that not be lazy play games but yeah i'm with you but it's not really it's not necessarily about the energy though or the output it's about like what you're doing and what's important to you isn't it you know it's like it's like a value thing it's like i have a good time watching tv but it's not what i want to do you know yeah, i find playing exactly. games valuable or playing stuff for my friends valuable i end up watching um, a lot of weird i'm totally with you youtube videos so just cause, like i'm running yeah. out of things to watch just like I'm, yeah if i'm too lazy <laughs> to fucking still play games yeah 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 dude do, do, do you do that like i find myself i, I don't have tiktok or whatever but i do um have like when i'm on youtube uh whatever like you know it, it like it like throws shorts into your feed now so i will like it'll play me a short and then i get into this pattern of like just going through shorts and like after doing it for like five minutes i'm like what the fuck am i doing yeah what the fuck am i doing like i need to stop this and it, it's not because there isn't enjoyable content there it's just i was saying this to beth a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment out of doing that you know they can laugh at their phone for hours that's fine i it's not how it's not aligned with my values of like watching youtube shorts it's like so it's more like i want to spend this time doing something which is important to me like playing a game or spending time with fox or you know mm. getting to do stuff for the show you know, do you know what i mean so it, it's less about like what i'm doing and that it's not enjoyable it's just it's not in line with what i want to do in, with my time yeah <laughs> even yeah. though i find myself getting stuck in it like oh my god yeah i know what you mean it's just this constant feed of content kind of just starts to numb your brain and you just keep flicking up yeah it's it's weird <laughs> It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. Scary. It's very scary. <laughs> All right, then. Let's get into the show, big boy. All right. Um, I think this is fun. I've, I've been, because I've had such a fucking miserable week, and um, my notes have been very slim. Um, we'll be fine. If there's anybody in chat that wants to add something or something that has happened this week that you'd like us to talk about, of all weeks, please let us know this week because my notes haven't been great, so we might miss something. Um, I'll pin it if it's something really important, um, especially as we get into this sort of FTC stuff because so much interesting stuff has been said there, Tim. Um, mm. and it's, it's like peek behind the curtain stuff, history of Xbox and PlayStation, you know. Um, 
so it's, it's probably the first time in like i don't know maybe 20 episodes that we're actually going to have like a proper conversation around the abk stuff because like this is it basically it's coming down to this you know if it mm. um if they win against the FTC, it's looking like Xbox are just going to close um, and then they'll sort out the CMA later. Um, and if they don't, if the FTC grants the injunction, so an, an extension, the Xbox will have to pay a fine and they'll just say, fuck this, we're not doing this, and then they'll have to drop it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that will be by July 18th. Um, yeah. So, and there's only a couple, the final hearings will be on next Thursday. So really, we're in the end game. I know. I feel like we've said that before, but we're in the, the final, final. Yeah, the end yeah, end, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Okay, so a couple of honourable mentions. Just wanted to call out that a lot of the first party games shown at the showcase are now available for pre-install, and I just thought that was quite cute. South of Midnight, Towerborn, Vowed, Starfield, Clockwork Revolution, and Forza Motorsport are all available for for pre-install. Pre-install. That's crazy. As if they have a file yeah. size ready to go for that. That's weird. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know. It's yeah, probably no. not pre-installed. It's one of those pre-installs that's like, you, you just, just... You just one down, <laughs> Yeah, you just download the fucking picture that comes with it, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess it's a nice little touch, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder why they do that. Is it, I wonder if it's just to, like, gauge interest, like, preliminary, you know, um, that, how much interest is there, you know? Mm, yeah probably and it's it's probably just a way of um it keeps it in people's mind right as well like they they see it in their games and apps and like, oh yeah oh yeah i remember that yeah you know like that. so it's not like mm. they don't have to dig through the store or have something social media related um in their face to remind them of the game you know they can see the tile yeah. on their games and apps yeah it's a fair point and also perhaps an uh, like comparable to like pre-order data that publishers usually use, you know, like, oh, pre-orders are doing really well, but likewise, I can say pre-installs are really well because it's Game Pass and it's a different model, maybe. Yeah. Probably all those things. I think so, yeah. Next up, Todd Howard went over to the Kind of Funny interview. Uh, what the fuck did I just say? Todd Howard went over to the kind of funny uh, X-Cast, you know, the Xbox show over there mm -hmm. with the guys, um, and they had they did a good interview. Um, although I will say, guys, I think you missed quite a... I think you asked some some silly things. You know, Ooh. do you have a bit of feedback? I'm not being mean. I think this was a 7, maybe 6 out of 10 interview. It's no Phil Spencer interview that was an 11 out of 10, you know. Um, mm -hmm. What would you, Tim, if we if I turned up one day and I was like, um, five minutes or so, Todd Hour's popping on the call. Uh, we're just going to have a bit of back and forth for the hour. He's got an hour, so we'll do a Q&A with him. Yeah, I'd panic a lot. I wouldn't know what to say, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'd probably ask him, like, what hair products he uses. <laughs> where'd you get your coats, man? Where'd you get yeah, your leather coats? Yeah, where'd you get those fucking Bomberman yeah. jackets? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Yeah. So. Bomber man, <laughs> no bomb. What do they call them? Is it just bomber jackets? It's something. <laughs> yeah, bomber jacket. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I do like the idea of a bomber man jacket though. That's, yeah. that makes me quite happy. It's some, it's some good merch <laughs> opportunity there for the bomber man IP. So, sorry, I'm just replying to Tim. Tim, uh, oh. can you? That was hard to say. Can Can you just go over the? Get you on the bit on the nose? 
yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. What the screenshot? Yeah, about what they um. That's the one. Just go over that. Ask, point yeah. by point for me. Um. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, um, from the interview, uh, a couple points came out of it. Uh, apparently, about ten percent of the planets in Starfield will have life on them. Um, mimicking the Goldilocks zone. I don't know what the fuck that is. Um, planets can have multiple different biomes. No rovers or ground vehicles. Jetpacks will get you around quickly. Uh, kind of expected, but I think we did actually touch on this, didn't we? We talked about, like, would there be ground vehicles, I remember. Um, Constellation crew okay. members are awesome and can be romanced. Classic, you would expect that. Um, we'll have a big font mode for accessibility and ships have been registered, have to be registered before they can be customised. Um, yeah, I think the big one here is and the one i've seen the most headlines for is obviously about the 10 percent of planets uh are gonna have life on them um so what this game was said to have a thousand planets 10 percent of them life on them so 100 planets that have life i think people got a little bit triggered by this a little bit i've seen but then i think also some rationality some bad faith people did yeah, I think some rationality is also being put to it because when you actually think about going to 100 different planets and actually give it some thought and all of them having some kind of life on them, like maybe a different alien race or something like that or a quest on them or anything like that, that's a lot. Like 100, 100 planets? It's a lot. It's still a lot. Um, so... Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, how 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 do you feel about this? I'm guessing you're completely fine with it. What's your what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can't lie. The number was lower than I thought it would be, but I don't think it's inherently a bad thing. I mean, like you said, if we're assuming there are a hundred planets with at least one different species in all of them, we're already looking at a hundred different alien, you know, wildlife variations. Mm -hmm. You tell me a game with a hundred different enemy variations, you know, it, it's not that common. Um, and that's only assuming there's one wild like you know if we're talking about three or four we're talking about three so so in terms of enemy variety i don't think there's a big problem there in terms of like exploration you know which planets have life and which planets don't like you know we saw it in the thing you know you don't have to visit planets and that's also not to say life isn't going to be the only thing of interest on planets you know um I would imagine. I think there's going to be some really interesting environmental stuff that they're doing, right? You know, yeah. go and investigate this planet with giant storms. Go and investigate this giant planet with ruins on it. Go and investigate this planet with, you know, treasure. You know, I don't fucking know. You know, there's endless things that could make another 300, 400 planets worth visiting okay. that isn't life. So um, you think storylines one will of still the reasons... be tied to planets that don't have life on them necessarily? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. I I think that's you know part of it is the realism that they were going for, even though that's obviously like there is not life on ten percent of planets that we know of, you know. But they wanted to fluff it up to something that's a more fun, it's plausible, you know, level. Um, yeah. And that's what that's what it says in the tweet, mimicking the Goldilocks zone. The Goldilocks zone is um, when the environment is just right to create life. Um, oh yeah, and very few planets fit into the Goldilocks zone. Um, so they they tried to have. One in ten is, you know, what they were what they were going for. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is fine, I think, because hopefully, 
like I said, I think there's a lot of ways, like the, the space around planets, you know, are, are they going to be bandits on planets? And I, I guess it depends how you're defining the question. With life on them, are we talking about wildlife? Or are we going to find space colonies on 50 other planets? Are we going to find bandits trying to mine some other planets? Are we going to find pirates setting up a base or hollowing out? You know, th there's so many other things that don't necessarily mean we're, we're not talking about wildlife. Um, I, I kind of just trust the team on this one. I think they chose that number specifically. I don't mm. think they would have gone with a thousand planets thinking they could fill a thousand planets with, with life. I think that kind of... And also that would then start to not really feel like a NASA punk space game where it's like, you know, the early part of space, space exploration. It would start to feel like we're in kind of fictional, like far gone territory. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're trying to add an element of, yeah, plausibility to it. And they're trying to be a bit more rational with it. You know, although it's, it's a very unrational game, obviously, but like it just... They're just not going absolutely crazy with it to the point, yeah, it feels um it feels too much. Yeah. Um yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too bothered with this personally. I, I, I still think this game is gonna have heaps and heaps and heaps of content and things to do. Um, you know, you don't necessarily need to find a new form of life or a new storyline or a new um yeah, like choice to make on a planet for it to be necessarily um engaging you know i think i feel like the game can engage you in lots of other ways um and yeah i think i yeah at this point i think from what we've seen of it um and from what this means to the xbox ip um i i kind of trust what they're doing with it um i'm kind of in the same boat with you um yeah brilliant so not a big deal and i i will say again like this is like it feels very intentional i think they want the galaxy to feel like have a sense of emptiness and isolation to it you know when there hasn't ever been a single player bethesda game that hasn't been stuffed to the brim with too much content and it was funny because pete hines i think again, community manager, marketing director, I can't remember which she is, for, for Bethesda, when he was on the stand for the FTC, when describing Starfield, called it irresponsibly large. <laughs> yeah. Irresponsibly. That's crazy. That's such a funny way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about this whatsoever. If you just want to go to planets where there's life, so you can just, you know, dome every <laughs> bit of wildlife you see... You can do that. You know, you know where life is. If you want to go to some planets where it's a bit quiet, a bit suspicious, you want to get some resources. Oh, that's a beautiful tropical planet. I want to build a house there. Mm. You can do that. If you want to set up a cargo thing between multiple planets, you can do that. You know, it's so I, I'm not really seeing the problem here. And, you know, if I was, if you were really going to break it down into numbers and maps, I. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm, Zelda is the thing I've played recently, so that's just coming to mind. Like the enemy um, dispersion ac across the map, you know, per square meter, probably is around the same. You know, 10% of the map is probably filled. Yeah. There's a lot of empty space, you know, in Zelda, and it's, it's meant to be spaced, you know, it's intentional. It's intentional, and it works for the most part of the game. Yeah, it'd be exhausting if all you were doing was clicking on ads and talking to people and uh, the quest popping up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it'd be exhausting. Sometimes it's nice to just 
you know take in the scenery of a planet and like you said just be like oh this one's all like stormy and weird and the biome's off and stuff like that you know um so yeah no it it kind of makes sense to me and i'm not worried at all or anything like that and obviously that leads on to the other point of planets can have multiple different biomes which i think is is pretty cool um i think it's pretty exciting to think that a single planet could be large enough to host um like different biomes on it you know to the point where it kind of feels like its own just that planet kind of feels like its own like in-game map you know um I think I think that's quite exciting, um, definitely. And you know that might host that those different sections might host different wildlife, or you know, you know all that sort of stuff. Or um, yeah, I think that's quite exciting. And to be honest, I, you know, I never even thought about it as well. I just kind of assumed one planet, one atmosphere. Like it'd be the same thing. This yeah. is jungle planet. This is snow planet. Ice uh, planet. Is, yeah, exactly. Desert planet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, actually, no. It's kind of cool to think that it will have loads of different things. Yeah. Um, so that was quite that was quite cool to like picture in my brain after i read that yeah definitely definitely yeah no i I thought that was um really cool as well there's something else i've realized that wasn't here probably because it's the the next most interesting thing he was asked if there are black holes in the game Uh, and he passed on the question he said about you know pass um which makes me think that there will be you know this kind of um galactic phenomena you know going on and that stuff that we haven't even really spoken about yet you know um Mm. and so uh, tim's already read the list out um but like i I submitted a question to the kind of funny crew you know to us that's how they would take they were taking questions from the community and my question was can you ask him specifically how going from space to planet works like specifically how does it work like we we know we're not flying into the atmosphere Mm. But like, are we just opening our map and clicking fast travel? How's it working? Like, I want to know. I want to understand that. Yeah. And also, where are we flying? Like, are we just flying around a planet? Like, is it planet and then space around planet? Is that the two options? Or is there... Because it doesn't look like we're free flying between planets. It looks like there's, like, areas of space that we can go to. Mm. Um I mean, I don't know. That's what it looks like. That's what, and I would have liked that to to have been answered. I feel like that's a massive question mark. Yeah, yeah, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, they're both they're both pretty good, um, pretty good points. They did they did touch on the fact of how it works landing on planets, though, didn't they? They did touch on the fact that it isn't just uh, free land everywhere. You kind of fly near the planet, and then you get a, to select um, points of the different planet you might have unlocked that you can dock at and stuff like that i think they i swear they did touch on that at some point quite early on they have but it, it was still left quite vague all, all we know is that you don't fly in in the way you do in no man's sky you don't fly through the atmosphere there is like um yeah you you like load and it animates you down onto the onto the planet but yeah. i don't and we've seen the menu of them picking where to dock on the planet but i don't again like do you have to fly to a certain point or I don't know. Like I just don't know. Mm. <laughs> or can, like I said, can you just open your map at any time once you're in the area and then you click fast travel? Okay, done. Go to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good questions. Um, yeah. So yeah, cool. It's, all sounds good. I'm excited to hear more. Um, they, obviously, they teased the end of the showcase with more space magic stuff. You know, I assume we're getting into the ramping stage. And I will say, I'm seeing this game fucking everywhere now. It's on buses. It's when I'm filling mm. my car up. There's a LucasAid promotion there. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I can't escape it. Can't escape Scarf Starfield. Mm-hmm. You know? 
Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, I'm seeing it as well. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's only June. Yeah. So. Lovely. Alrighty. Uh, what's so, Game Pass prices and Xbox prices are going up. Game Pass prices are going up everywhere across the world. Xbox prices are going up. Mm-hmm. Xbox is going up pretty much everywhere except America. Um, so, I'm going to leave that with you. I'm just going to quickly turn my camera off because I, I really need to get another drink. I wouldn't turn my camera off, but I, I'm wearing boxes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of guess. You didn't need to. Sensitive content. <laughs> yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, okay. Yeah, cool. gonna be Go, do it. Go get your... Oh, it's two of me again. I forgot this happens. Um... Yeah, let's go. Yeah, right, be right back. <laughs> uh yeah yeah so the whole games pass price going up um i'm not sure on the exact numbers on this all i remember is seeing uh maybe dex got it here in the notes um i think this is something we've all seen coming right um i feel like we've talked about this like on the podcast and you guys in the chat as well that eventually i think everyone did did see this was going to happen um you know with the with the amount of new ips and effort xbox is putting into their first party studios and stuff like that for the future uh and even the latter end of this year with starfield and stuff like that and hell bay coming next year um i think it was just a matter of time before you you kind of see this um happening um like i said i'm not exactly sure on the price increase but it doesn't surprise me and in all honesty yeah yeah so when the when Deck pauses his camera, there's two of me. You're not seeing double. You're not drunk, David. Although this podcast <laughs> would probably be more enjoyable if you were drunk. Um, <laughs> so go grab a beer. Um, I love it so much. I love yeah. that your body is like inverted. So you're like talking to yourself and there's it's a bit great. of a delay. It's so funny. Yeah, it's fun. like that Spider-Man meme where they're pointing at each other. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was basically yeah. just saying that the whole... Yeah, the whole Games Pass thing is not um, is not a surprise, really, right? Um, I said that we've we've talked about this on other episodes, and we basically knew it was it was going to happen at some point. Um, with with how yes. they're sort of progressing their first party studios and IPs and stuff like that, you know, the fact is with more quality, um, it's going to come with more costs, and they're going to need to eventually start charging users more. Um, it gets to a point where there's, there'll just be too much value in Games Pass, and you, you're going to need to up that subscription. So, um, it doesn't surprise me, and I think this is probably about the right time to do it as well, with all the hype of you know games coming out um, latter end of this year and um, early next year and stuff like that. Um, so I think potentially you could have waited a little bit maybe to jack up the price, you know, to actually have the confidence installed in the people first, like release games, the, the games review well and people like them and then increase the price rather than people still don't know how these games are going to sort of launch and increase the price before it even happens, <laughs> you know. Um, so, mm-hmm. but no surprise. Regardless. Yeah, I'm with- I'm with you on the second point. There is kind of a sense of like, um, okay, you had a great showcase, well done. You still need to, you still need to put out some good games, like yeah. some more bigger games, yeah, good games. But you need still need to put out these, and they need to be hits. Um, like, 
this was great, but it hasn't restored for a lot of people. It hasn't restored confidence lost following Redfall. You know, mm-hmm. um, I know it probably wasn't done for that reason because they were like, "Oh, we have a good, we had a good showcase. Let's up the." You know, it probably was not that. There's probably a lot of reasons going in, but it, there's definitely a feeling that, well, hang on a minute, like, can you not? I wouldn't have been surprised to have seen it go up like after Starfield. You know, two exactly. weeks pass. Wow, yeah. there's been. 40 million players in the first two weeks you know all these massive numbers 90 plus metacritic okay bang price is going up because this is the quality you can expect going forward i feel Mm. like that would have been a more coherent message to send um but the flip side is that they did say when the abk was announced oh well don't worry we're not going to increase the price as soon as the abk closes we're not going to do that i don't know why they said that so there's a sense of like not wanting to, you know, contradict themselves. So it's like, oh, let's put it up now. Um so that we don't get caught out and catch the optics, uh, bad mm-hmm. optics for it. So Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I I don't think it's an awful time, but I think the important thing is is there's still not a huge amount of faith in the uh in the Xbox IP, right? uh right now the xbox brand um faith is coming back and people are starting to think like there's there's a lot cooking here but there's no there's no actual major evidence or or anything there's there's still a lot of uh will to gain back but um regardless i don't think it's an awful time to do it but i don't i i think it could have been better timed you know with some more actual um you know things under their belt first uh but yeah it's gonna happen so yeah and and don't get me wrong this isn't us excusing it like of course we'd rather that things didn't go up in price um and but i think people often will be like right? well like, oh you know trillion dollar company and it's like yes yes don't disagree capitalism sucks the hierarchy is top loaded it's fucking bollocks yeah no i get it um, all things considered, still a pretty good deal. Um, I'd say still a very good deal. And I, I put up a price chart, Tim. I'm just under the notes. I knew I'd ah, taken a picture of it somewhere. So here we go. I now. was looking for this because I wasn't certain on what it's increasing to. Okay, cool. Yeah. So not only that, for us in the UK, Tim, just for you know sake of uh, ease of reading, um, it's gone up by one pound. Um, normal Game Pass is going up by one pound a month. Game Pass Ultimate is going up from eight pounds to nine pounds or seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine. Ultimate is going up from ten ninety nine to twelve ninety nine, so two pound. Really yeah. small increases. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not too bad, is it? The ultimate thing does surprise me a bit. Um, maybe because they're not, as we're finding out from this FTC case, they're not making money on cloud right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimate obviously encompasses cloud. You you get EA Play as well. Um, there's maybe a couple of other benefits there that I'm not that I'm missing right now. Um, but I will say because I've still got my conversion deal going, you know, until I think the beginning of 24. Hmm. When that time comes, I might consider going just to normal Game Pass, like um, 13 pound a month. As it is right now for me, I, I don't know if I need that cloud streaming maybe i will at the time mm. it's something i'll definitely evaluate and i think that can be the problem can't it that when prices go up people suddenly start to think do i need this you yeah. know because that's definitely what i'm doing you know 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I kind of agree. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, yeah, obviously it's completely dependent on the individual and their financial situation and how they're going to use it. Uh, to me, you know, looking at the price, it's not a huge deal. You know, it's ten ninety nine or it's twelve ninety nine, right? It's two quid in it. Um, it's not absolutely massive. Obviously, that does add up for people that is, it, you know, it's quite tight. Um, but yeah, generally speaking, not huge price increases across the board. Um, I mean, from seven ninety nine, which is essentially eight pounds to eleven pounds, it's yeah, it's a it's a three it's a three pound increase. Um, which is, you know, off the original price of eight pounds, three pounds. You know, it's it's like thirty odd percent increase. It's actually it's actually a fairly large increase when you think about it. Yeah, what are you talking it... about? Thought... Game, normal game pass is going from seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine. Oh, is it going from eight ninety nine? Oh, okay, I'm reading it wrong. Sorry. Okay, yes, it's going up by a quid. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I was reading it wrong. Yeah, I was being dumb. Um, okay, yeah. So, it's yeah. pretty good. It's, so it's essentially one pound for normal game pass, two pound for for ultimate, and yeah. just for our American listeners, um, that's the equivalent for you from fourteen ninety nine at the moment on ultimate to sixteen ninety nine and nine ninety nine on normal game pass, base game pass to ten ninety nine. Yeah, um, I think this also kind of reflects um, other things that you know, but they're still toying with the family plan, which they haven't out. They're still trialing it. There is a perfectly good chance that they might not go ahead with it but maybe there is a sort of a sense of like if we put the prices up it's going to incentivize people to get into the family plan Mm. and a family plan while it's a good saving is more likely to trap people in an ecosystem it's more like to trap multiple people in an ecosystem if you see what i mean because then they'll all be paying for it together or sort of where however it works yeah yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think that's that's ultimately the goal, isn't it? Is is to keep is to get people in that and keep the retention, isn't it? So, um, yeah, it's probably quite a smart pricing model. Um, and yeah, the, the the jump up in price is nothing scary. I don't think it's I don't think it's going to deter anyone. Let's let let's be real with with the sort of games coming out at the end of this year and what's scheduled for next year. I don't think the increase of a pound or two pound for for ultimate um is really going to scare people off right definitely and i was thinking you know i was thinking about this the other day with with ben because you were saying you were going to lend him your series s to play to play starfield when it comes out Mm -hmm. um presumably he will get game pass to play it for a a while um yeah because there's no disc drive anyway (laughs) or buy at the store yeah i don't know but Mm -hmm. um he could subscribe to Game Pass for six months and it would still become out cheaper than buying the, the game for, you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's still a pretty fantastic trade-off, you know? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, when, when you actually do the maths on it, yeah. Um, you know, and if you're putting time aside, um, you could probably, you know, you could probably get, your your hours worth in starfield in a few months even if you take your time with it if it's the only game you're playing you know and then that leaves you with a couple months or a few months spare to try out other things right at the at the the cost of just buying that one individual game just by itself right so um yeah it's, it's it's still a good deal and there's still like crazy crazy value there so um yeah 
no big deal. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, moving on. Um, this happened earlier in the week. I just wanted to touch on it. Um, yeah, whatever anything three four three does is really loud because the Halo community is constantly just rage. You know, you're full of rabies. Um, and they essentially said that uh, from for now they're going to be they're not going to be doing seasonal narrative cutscenes because they're going to move their, their priorities to, to other things. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, we just started getting interesting. And I was like, hey, listen here, fuckers. You literally called for the team to be fired. Look at you reaping what you sow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. So there is an annoyance there. I do understand that people weren't fired because randos on Twitter were calling for it and that it came from, you know, probably poor performance of, of the overall game in the service side um, or the monetization. Nonetheless, it's a bit irritating to see the same people complain. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. About stuff like this being dropped for more important stuff as well. You know, let's keep it clear, you know, it'll yeah, go yeah. towards system changes and the sandbox and everything uh, to then complain about this. So um, for now, no biggie, I don't think. Um, but this, to be fair, the cutscenes always looked very good. They're visually very good. I don't know who was doing them, but they always yeah. looked very good. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame, but it makes way for, for more important stuff to be added to the game, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, so it, it's not a problem, um, and yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, they're nice to have, right? It's at the end of the day, definitely, definitely. Okay, um, there is an idea Xbox show going on with IGN on July the 11th. Uh, this kind of flew a bit under the radar. Um, I and I also think this is very cool that Xbox are still doing these idea Xbox shows because I imagine this is where we're going to see things like Hollow Knight and maybe replaced, you know, Blasphemous these games too. that we thought we're probably going to see it at the show. Blasphemous 2. Um, I imagine we'll see these here. And I think that's really cool because it allowed the show to shine on the first party stuff. Um, and they didn't need an indie sizzle reel, you know, because they were going to give you your own show. Um, mm. 
Do you like these ID Xbox kind of shows? ID I Xbox. do. What's your thought about ID Xbox? <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I actually quite like these. Um, and I think it's quite cool too. Where, where, where was the last time we got an ID Xbox? You know that. Oh. I don't have a. I don't have a bloody clue. Probably last year. I feel like they do one every year. Yeah. Um, but no, they're, they're always good fun. Um, and these sort of games have been on the rise for such a long time. Um, you know, like you said, like Hollow Knight, um, yeah, maybe like Blasphemous 2, you know, things like that. Um, we might see uh, Hades 2 here as well, you know, those sort of games. Uh, these are absolute bangers. Um, and yeah, it's it's really exciting. Uh, no doubt we'll probably see like Cocoon, you know, that, that game that's coming out. That looks good. Um, that's a great job, yeah. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of potential here, and there's there's so many games, and I think it's right to. I would have liked to like to the point where I was kind of looking forward to seeing these actually at the main showcase because there's a lot of good titles here. Um, but like you said, there's no need to not necessarily clutter it because I feel like that's doing a disservice. But like just leave it to sort of triple A for the studio for the for, for the showcases, and then have their own sort of showcase to just do these sort of games um and yeah 100 percent, i'm going to be tuning into this um there's some absolute bangers that that come out of these um and i think they're really fun yeah i like them great and it's you know it's interesting because they've been um they've been experimenting with the format of idea xbox you know which as a uh as kind of an initiative has been brilliant you know in getting um lots of uh indie games off the ground you know a lot of i I think it's really well respected in the dev community Mm. um for a while they did those shitty twitch streams i don't know if you remember them they lasted for ages and there was this poor host that just had to be sat down for like six hours and like ask these poor indie devs questions as they came on one after the other it was just it was quite painful so i'm glad they it seems like they're doing a bit more of a a showcasey approach Hmm. maybe i'm wrong and it will be the ign team streaming for six hours but i hope not i think they need uh, you know need to condense this a bit more so i'm yeah, with you um good. i'm sure we'll see some some good stuff there mm-hmm. hollow knight release date question mark mm. we'll see quake 2 remastered appears to have leaked which is a bit of an interesting one uh we had the quake 1 remaster last year maybe um there's like a 4k um with a couple extra bells and whistles of the original quake i played it for a bit actually yeah i've probably got like five hours of gameplay in it um don't know why just kind of fancy playing a boomer shooter uh, just to see what it was all about get a sense for what quake kind of is Mm. um you think that's fun yeah Yeah, that's fun uh I, I like the tone, quite um, spooky, um, very gothic. Mm. Um, obviously, very doom-like. Um, quite hard to distinguish the two, other than the other than the tone. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. It's likely this will be another multi-platform game. Falls into this kind of legacy uh, category that Phil would always speak about um, when the bethesda acquisition went through and it ties really nicely into the whole ftc discussion which will crack open now so i suppose i'll just ask you first tim um is there what headlines have you seen and what anything that you've seen at all come out of this over the last 
happened on Thursday and Friday. Um, the main headlines I've seen are that like sort of end date thing, and the whole like mm-hmm. will it, won't it, and they're probably going to back out if it doesn't happen. Um, and then the uh, AAA leak reveal thing. That's basically it. Um, I. I still don't like talking about this, but this is the most interesting it's been for a while. Um, so, yeah. But yes, yeyeah, so I've seen a couple headlines, but nothing too extensive, no. Cool. It's been interesting. We've had Philly Cheesesteak on the stand. We've had on the stand, we've had Matt Booty up on the stand. Sarah Bond's been up there as well. Um, and the sense from the community, you know, is that there hasn't really been much of a precedent. You know, the, the CMA have really nailed in on the cloud. Mm-hmm. At first, they were worried about consoles, and then they were like, uh, actually, nah, it's cloud. It's definitely cloud. Look how scary cloud is, and you're going to just make everything exclusive to your cloud. And, oh, look, you're not doing that. Oh, it doesn't matter, though. It's still too much. You know, so the, the general sense from the community is that the FTC does not have much to work with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the legal... The popular legal bodies following this on Twitter feel the same way. It's a bit of a bubble, so I don't really know. Um, I did get a chance to tune in and listen to a little bit um, on Friday night um, when Phil was up. And I... Phil is um... there's a smart cookie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. He knows his business. <laughs> Not, yeah. He's not head of Xbox for, for, for nothing. He's just a nice guy, isn't he? Head of Xbox for being a nice guy. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. He actually got pro- promoted straight out of like IT support. They were like, just give him head of Xbox. He's a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like the first of you to swallow this Xbox controller whole next year of Xbox. You know, you've really got to show us you can do it. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> he did do it. You might be in A&E for the next two days as they saw it out but oh. you would have proven to me that you love the brand <laughs> saw it out that's horrible with Surely. a battery pack yeah God. so the reason i say this is because he and the rest of the crew did really really well i i feel to um kind of defend themselves um there was times, to be honest, where the FTC were just talking a complete load of shit. Really? <laughs> From my perspective, the points that they were made. So the thing is, in the in the whole case, they the only thing that they yapped on about for all of Thursday and, and half of Friday was how it's going to damage PlayStation. And there's this kind of conversation going on that the word consumer or competition was mentioned like twice. You know, it wasn't like... Can you explain to us how this is going to increase competition or how consumers benefit as a result? Mm. There we was like, can PlayStation withstand this? You know, why do you? And like, it was just crazy. Like at one point, he was the guy was just like, "Oh, do you promise to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation?" Like he said, that was the, the word for word what he said to Phil. Really? Like, do you promise? Do you pinky winky? <laughs> Swear on your mum's life. That's hilarious. What? Christian, I hope to die. Stick a needle in your eye. 
Uh, yeah. Because it's under oath, obviously. That's like, you know, whatever the system. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's meant to be some sort of, you know, binding kind of thing. Um, but he did, you know, Phil was like, yeah, yeah, I will do everything. And this is the thing, because then it starts getting into this, which is what Phil has said all along. He was like, I will do everything in my power to make sure our COD stays on PlayStation. Mm. And he was like, oh, everything in your power. I was like, yeah. I mean, one day I'm not going to be CEO. Like, that's not my job anymore. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like I can't. I don't know. And then, yeah. like, the FTC would like change the angle a bit, and they'd be like, "Do you promise to um, put all ABK games on PlayStation?" And Phil was like, "That that wasn't the question. Like, I no, I can't promise that because ABK make games for mobile. I'm not going to make mobile ABK games yeah. for mobile and PlayStation." Like, yeah, no, yeah. I can't. I can't <laughs> make that blanket agreement. Um, and they'd be like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah." I think the point's been made. Like, this is like genuinely the, the guy was like really proud of himself for making, trying to make the point that Phil could not commit to putting all ABK games on PlayStation, like indefinitely, even though it's like physically not possible in some scenarios <laughs> because they're literally like it would iOS, be brain dead Android to make that platform. commitment. Yeah. Yeah, it would be absolutely idiotic to make the to make any sort of commitment like that. They can commit to Call of Duty because it's a software that has has a precedent of already running on all consoles, so nothing changes in the you know um, the process. Um, yeah, and do and then we got to the end of it as well of this whole thing, and he was like, he sat down, and then he was like, oh, actually, can I ask one more thing? And the judge was like, not impressed. She was like, okay, make it quick. And he gets back up and he goes, can you promise, again, put this whole promise thing, can you promise to put all ABK games on PlayStation's cloud? And the judge what? was like, I don't, the judge was like, I don't need that, sit down. That's insane. <laughs> and like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, Phil didn't, yeah. uh, didn't need to answer. The judge was like, that is a stupid yeah. question. <laughs> sit down. Can you promise that th all this money you're spending is a complete waste of time and resource? And essentially, there's no point in you buying this. That's basically what it fucking is. Is is that what they want? I don't understand. There has to be some benefit to someone purchasing ABK. Like it's yeah. like they're just like, yeah, you can purchase it for the ridiculous sum of money, um, but you will receive no benefits. Promise me. <laughs> so, yeah. I, and I there will be no additional competition in the market. <laughs> it's insane like uh, oh my god man uh, it's so stupid i'm glad the judge shut it down though. that yep. sounds hilarious i kind of would have liked to hear that i don't know if there's a clip of it anywhere but like and there was it. another time like throughout all of this especially with the the, the console theory of harm stuff that that being that if they foreclose stuff particularly call of duty it could damage playstation you could tell Phil was starting to get a bit pissed off. <laughs> he yeah. was starting like uh, at one point, yeah, he asked about the Call of Duty thing, and Phil was like, "Yep, that's always been our agreement. Yes, I promise, I'm going to do everything I can." And like I said, the FTC guy was trying to make it like, "Oh, so you you can't like make it? You can't bind the corporation right now?" He's like, "Nope, no, no. I just I promise I'm going to I'm going to do that where as much as I can." So yeah. that was a statement under oath, you know, which, you know, that's still a pretty big deal. Like, you know, if it ever came out that Phil then in an email had an opportunity to not put it on PlayStation and took it, you know, that would be an offense, you know? Yeah. So it's still, you know, to make it, you know, so. And then afterwards, 
it just sounded like he was scrambling for ideas. He was like, and what about Diablo? What about Diablo? Can you promise to keep that as well? Like, he didn't... He, why do... It, he, like, that, it, that just seems like such a weird thing to ask for, like, if you're, like, a lawyer coming in to try to press... Like, you don't say Call of Duty and then ABK. You're like, and what about Diablo? Mm-hmm. What about World of Warcraft? What about Overwatch? What about Candy Crush? Like, what, we're just going to go through every single IP? Like, what was the goal? Um, and Phil was a similar response. You know, he said, it's like, well, I, I could promise, but that, that wasn't the question. Yeah. Um, Who promises they want this fucking man to make? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Crazy. Um, and I, I will say, there is obviously some very clever framing going on here. The team has been you know, briefed on this, on what to say for certain things, the way that they're framing mm-hmm. certain things. Like, it's, to me, it sounds very clear the team has no intent of keeping any other ABK games on PlayStation. Mm. <laughs> they, they're not willing to commit to that. Like, they are skirting around that. And, but, and that's never been a real problem. Like, it's been brought up by some regulators that World of Warcraft is quite big and Overwatch is quite big, but they're not... It's always Xbox just are not willing. Yeah, they're not willing to bind themselves to like we will keep these on other platforms for the next ten years. Um, mm. And there's there were multiple instances where they like would very cleverly word something or reframe the question to keep it vague or to keep it open that they could make future Overwatches exclusive, future Diablos exclusive, you know, um, mm. any of the other big IPs, um, which I thought was quite interesting because I. The reports have been a bit mixed, hasn't it? That there has been kind of a sense that maybe they will just keep all of the other big IPs, you know, multiplayer. Maybe they just will kill most of ABK multiplayer. Maybe they don't really care and they just want to siphon the money from COD um, and Candy Crush to get into mobile. Um, and maybe some of the Blizzard stuff would be down the line. I mean, what do you think of all of this? This kind of exclusivity um, bit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they definitely want to keep a large portion of it exclusive. I think you're right. I think they're skirting around um, the questions and phrasing everything very, very carefully. Um, But yeah, I mean, I do think obviously he's made multiple promises. It's been made from the start very clear that they do want to keep card multiplayer. They do want to keep probably some other things multiplayer as well, because, you know, that's just, it's more income, right? It's, It's funding you know, you're you're gaining more profit out of it to keep it on multiple platforms, including existing games as well. To pull those, you're just you're essentially you'll be making less money, you'll be making less profit. And it's just all that will feed into future projects and all that sort of stuff. So um I do think I it's it's a bit of both, really, at the end of the day. It will be a bit of both. And I think it's unreasonable to assume that it won't be. Like, I don't know what the FTC are trying to get to do out of this, but it's completely unreasonable for them to think that there won't be some exclusivity um, coming out of this for, for some pretty popular IPs. Like, it just it will happen. So, yeah, I don't know. And I think Xbox know that. They know that, and they, you know, there have been, there was a number of, like, emails, you know, brought up um throughout that showed kind of a bit of internal conflict about this thing you know Bat- matt booty in an email thread was like there's no fucking way we're putting any of our content on 
like with the f-bomb there's mm-hmm. no way we're putting our content on other streaming services and we now you know that's that's now happening you know so it does there is a part of me and that was in 2019 so that was a while back and they grilled him on that you know they were like well, what's this about then you know how do we know you aren't going to pull everything as soon as we put the deal through you know that's kind of the angle that they're going for. yeah and yeah. it's like well that is true but it was four years ago and the com- the, the company philosophy has changed which is a fair answer because they since then they've made big acquisitions um and they, there's an evidence of leaving minecraft products on other platforms um leaving eso Fallout 76 and other platforms you know stuff like that and, and like the quake remasters and other examples you know i think they're re- remastering fallout 4 that's coming out this year um that'll be on all platforms um but I, to my mind there is a sense of like xbox are being more diplomatic with multi multi uh multi-plat games than they actually are going to be like they're going to make stuff more exclusive than they're going to, you know than um than they're letting on that's mm. my interpretation uh yeah i think so um yeah i mean i think at the moment they have to be quite aggressive with this sort of stuff i feel to to uh combat you know playstation that are currently quite quite ahead of xbox currently so um i mean I, again i don't see any issue with it right the main concern here just keeps changing it keeps shifting from the ftc's point of view i, I don't get it like it, it was all about cod and it was all about fighting for the consumer and all that sort of stuff they don't they seem to just don't give a shit about the consumer it barely even gets brought up um don't and, have a playstation yeah exactly that just <laughs> seems, console. That just don't, don't seems to be what it is but it's just like what do you mean by don't hurt them when they're quite far ahead of xbox in the race currently and have been for such a long time like what like if you want to take if you want to take that step and try and overtake playstation aggressive moves are going to need to be made well you expect them to just remain stagnant and beneath the, so, uh, playstation that's just the way it works it's the hierarchy sorry guys <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Like, moves have to be made. Um, And yeah, I do think there will be some pretty aggressive um, exclusivity that comes out of it. But for the large large players in it, you know, they've already stated that that's not shifting anytime soon. So I I, I don't know, man. I just don't, I just don't get what they want out of them. It's very weird. It's, It's very weird to me, but and it's not that's not to say that this deal shouldn't go through a lot of scrutiny not like it hasn't already it's been like fucking 18 months 40 regulators have approved it and looked over you know it's it's one of the is it the biggest acquisition in gaming history i think there's one bigger from tencent i I might be or another uh, maybe korean chinese come back i can't remember but it's you know whatever it's it's you know one of the biggest not just gaming one of the biggest entertainment acquisitions ever yeah. so yeah fine it needs a lot of scrutiny um but there is you know like you say there is this kind of wider context of like for a console to console level xbox has it was you know joined the late rater joined the race later and um struggled to kind of keep up you know they've, they've been doing well well enough you know they've been making profit 
but they've struggled to kind of grow and part of that is because of how aggressive playstation playstation has been trying to kill them you know they're constantly going for the throat with these exclusivity deals you know, mm-hmm. right final fantasy is tip of the iceberg um and then that's kind of snowballed because of the um market share and then the ease of how how that's affected the dynamic with getting exclusivity deals it's more expensive and less cost effective for xbox to go out and make timed exclusivity or combat exclusivity deals from playstation mm-hmm. this feeds into the wider point that phil said we lost the console wars he, he said on the on stand he was like we, we we we've lost the console wars um and what's okay. like what's your thought on that of phil saying like we, we've lost the console wars um and you know he obviously went on to describe that abk isn't just about console um it's about mobile it's about trying to support and energize cloud um yeah and pc you know it's trying to make the an ecosystem um, yeah what's your thoughts on that uh yeah i mean it definitely looks like that is the direction xbox has been heading in for some time now isn't it um isn't it um you know building an ecosystem i do think there's an element of maybe uh you know pity us <laughs> we've lost it you know we've lost this we're just trying to oh, yeah. recoup in other areas i do think we're he's victims. playing yeah exactly i do think he's playing that card a little bit um but then it does it does feed into what xbox have been doing and what they've been building into as their sort of new like philosophy moving into like the next generation and, and and everything so i think there's quite a lot of truth to that like i i genuinely feel like that is that is the case um and uh yeah i don't know yeah that's, that's about it to be honest it's, it seems reasonable um but yeah i do think there's a mm-hmm. a bit of uh pity us in there as well because they haven't lost the console war. Let's yeah. be real. The console war is it, it's still going on, and Xbox are ramping up and up and up and up and up. So, like, I don't understand. There's no reason why the market shift won't be in Xbox's favor in ten years' time. Like, uh, there's there's no the the race. It's it's a it's a marathon. It's not a race. It hasn't been completed. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you. Again, this is one of those like it's lawyer talk. Like I am, you know, it's whatever. And the and the FTC know that, and the judge will see that. The judge will see that there is, you know, that it's like it's not quite clicking. Like I get the point, but it's not quite making sense. And um, it's it's another one of those examples where the courtroom drama happened, and the FTC FTC lawyer decided he was going to try and be really smart about it. Um, and mm. he. <laughs> he was like so so you're not so you're third place are you and you're not expecting that this abk deal is going to help you in console and phil said no i'm not expecting that it will take us out of third place um yeah and he said you know it wasn't it, when we put the deal together it's not in the model that this is being used to escape third place in console it's to expand in other areas that's like the um obviously there's like the unsaid bit is that the byproduct of having big ips more big content more big games that you can put on game pass that are on the console will probably affect the console overall i think it's a fair point do you think that the market that's going to affect market share so much that they're going to get to second place maybe in the next five years probably not Mm. Um, especially if they're keeping the big stuff multiplat. You know, unless they have like back to back 
Activision, that is, you know, Activision or Blizzard have back to back several critically acclaimed big hits. Um, I can't see it happening. So that's a fair point. And the mm. FTC lawyer was like, oh, so it's consoles just a write off then, is it? And you could tell that like, Phil was like just confused and pissed off. He was like, I don't understand the question. And then the judge intervened. <laughs> yeah. Because the FTC lawyer was, was trying to imply, like, so you're just not doing anything about being third place, are you? You're just happy being third place. Well, Which is missing the point, obviously, because it's a circular reasoning. It's like, we, I just told you the deal isn't to for console. It's for something else. Hmm. So, yes, it has nothing to do with weird stuff, man. Courtroom I hope they make a film about this one day. Who do you think would play Phil? Brendan Fraser. Yo, really? Do you, you know what? That's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. I was thinking like Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> of course you are. Everyone thinks Mark Wahlberg. It's what a Tom Holland playing Phil Spencer. Yeah. Let's go. Maybe when he's older, you know, who knows? Bulk up a bit. Yeah, a big cheesy thing. smile on him. Um, yeah. So there has been a little bit of like drama um, throughout which I think is quite funny. Um, and the funniest thing about them spending a day and a half on the, on prote- essentially trying to protect PlayStation, whether that's fair or not, is because... The reason that's stupid is because 40 regulators across the world have said the console theory of harm is a low shite. Like, we're not worried about that. Like, if there's anything to be concerned about, it's clear. Even the CMA, who blocked the deal, said, reviewed the console theory of harm, and then provisionally they were like we're gonna pass it because we don't think it's a big deal and then after reviewing they were like oh actually cloud could be a problem but they dropped the console theory of arm so Mm. why the ftc have spent so long hammering on this is beyond me because beside anything else that's happened in this courtroom the judge knows that 40 regulators around the world have decided regulators who are more informed arguably you know that's their specific job than the ftc on these particular topics have already said this isn't a problem. Mm. Such a waste of time. And the reason I think that they have focused on it is because there's more, they're more able to try to catch them in contradictions because there's been such a big change in Xbox in the last five years with the acquisitions. Like, oh, look, here's an email where you said you weren't sure about exclusivity. <laughs> that mm. means you're lying. And that means you're lying about everything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like a smear thing. They're trying to find something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're trying to find the smallest thing to blow it up and make it seem like something more more than what it actually is. That's exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there was a really good example of that because they found an email where they were talking about whether they should make Minecraft Legends exclusive or not. Yeah, and essentially they ran the numbers and thought it's we're going to make more money if we do it multi-platform. Yeah, um, which is probably so what will happen in a lot of cases. Not- yeah. So, the big bombshell that Microsoft opened with, Tim, you're going to love this. You know about Jim Ryan? Yeah. You know about that guy? Mm-hmm. Who's playing Jim Ryan in the drama, by the way? What do we think? Um, uh, uh, He's got a very particular... I think maybe like a slightly older Benedict Cumberbatch could do it, because Jim Ryan's English. Mm, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, he did pop into my brain. Even like Martin Freeman? Maybe a bit small. I don't know. Yeah, actually, yeah, Martin Freeman. 
That's not a bad one. Yeah, I'd actually go with that one more than <laughs> more than Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Yeah. Interesting. I would have gone with John Hurt if he was still with us. God, God rest his soul. Yeah, God rest his soul. Um, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Christopher Eccleston. You know, you know who that is? No, that I is a bang, Nick. He was in. Um, he was the first Doc- Doctor Who when they rebooted it, but he was also in. Um, what was the zombie one? Uh, seven day, twenty-seven days later, twenty-three minutes oh, later. Oh, this guy. One hamburger and a packet of crisps later. What's it called? Uh, twenty-eight <laughs> days later, and then twenty-eight weeks later was the <laughs> sequel. That one. Oh, I think that's okay. good casting. I think he's. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Or even just the guy who plays. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, no, I quite, I quite like both of yours. To be fair, yeah, you're, you're, you're better at casting Jim Ryan. Definitely. Fantastic. Well, the reason we bring this up is because flying, lying, <laughs> spying, hiding, my oh myin. Oh. Tying. Come on, man, you're eating up time. What's going on here? Shying away from the answer. Pie in the sky in. Jim Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Had an email, Tim. There was an email. He's like, this is fucking it's like Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Is like. <laughs> what about his emails you know yeah. um and he uh he had a fucking email that some rat <laughs> some rat and snake in the grass at playstation was willing to share probably got a big payout from philly philly's cheese steak himself yeah. um that said when the exhibition was announced yeah this is an exclusivity play they're not going to take cod off playstation we're going to be fine Really? Thanks for wasting everyone's time. And even after opening with that, the FTC still wasted everyone's time with everything we've just spoken about, yeah. pressing the team about how they're worried COD's going to go exclusive oh. and that Phil needs to fucking cross his fingers, hope to die, stick a needle in his eye that he's not going to take COD off PlayStation. Oh my God, this all just, it just makes, oh God, it just makes me realise just how slimy they actually are. Like, what is wrong with you? Are you trying to come off as a fucking snake? Like, some kind of reptile? I don't... (laughs) God, it's just awful. It really is just awful. Like you said, it's just wasting everyone's time. And it's just like, they just did this for the sake of delaying it and, and like, creating an inconvenience or... Well, and obviously just trying to block it if possible. But, God's sake, man, I hate it. Bunch of fucking reptiles, dude. So weird. It's so weird that this whole time, and even like Jim, you know, himself, they're going to do what's best for the company. I get it. But even PlayStation have been like, oh, fucking. (laughs) Oh, you've got to give us more. You've got to promise COD's going to stay on PlayStation for more time. (laughs) You know, um, like you're going to, they're going to take it away from us. And we need to get regulates regulates involved. (laughs) (laughs) 
So we can't we can't hear you, Jim, over this weird lisp that you've got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, snake. <laughs> I'm a snake in it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a snake. Sorry, I'm a snake person. You being you discriminating against snake people? Yeah. So that that was probably the big thing that Xbox were able to to present. Even though it's all stupid anyway. There was one thing that the FTC, again, in the console theory of hard marketing, which is already kind of a load of shit, because Xbox could make COD exclusive and PlayStation would still be fine. So everything else is kind of just gravy. Um, but they had Pete Hines, again, I spoke about, I think, marketing community guy over at Bethesda, testified that Indiana Jones was going to be multi-platform, but after the acquisition went through, Xbox went back to Disney, renegotiated the deal, and now it is an Xbox PC exclusive, which is a bit... It's a hitter. It, the FTC got what they want, but it still doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. They got the tester... They, you know, they got the, um, the comment that Xbox will change whether they think something is going to be multi-platform yeah. or exclusive. Yeah. Like, I'm sure all gaming companies do at some point along the lines, like we just spoke about with Minecraft Legends. And they um, think it, yeah. So that was probably the, the only W that the FTC got across the whole thing, which, like I said, in the grand scheme of things, is still not important because that's not... Indiana Jones being exclusive is not going to kill PlayStation. No, no. Yeah, it's yeah, it a W for them. It's also a W for us because we now know... It is. This shit's fucking real and exclusive and, yeah, let's that's go. pretty big, yeah. Let's go. And I'm just going to pin that for a minute because I want that to kind of be a closing conversation to wrap everything up. Um, whole indiana jones exclusivity thing um because that's yeah that, that's a that is kind of a big deal <laughs> the secret the secret showcase isn't it yeah um yeah so i don't think there was anything meaningful gleamed from the the conversation around mobile they spent like half a day on mobile and then just a little bit on cloud um of which the evidence is already there that they're sharing some games on cloud and the cloud is kind of nascent and it's not really they're taking a loss on it at the moment you know they want to grow it but you know it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's quite working out at the moment yeah so um the other thing the way one of the things, and this is the final kind of the closing points on the FTC before we come around to Indiana Jones, is that they one of the ways that Phil framed something was that he said, We make multi-platform games for PlayStation. And then PlayStation use that money to pay publishers to keep games off Xbox. And like we can't, that is not a model we can continue to work in because we have, and that, that mostly happens because we are in last place. You know, it's it's like um, death by a thousand cuts. You know, we're 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 bleeding, we're bleeding out <laughs> because the the smaller our market share is, the easier that stuff is to happen. Um, yeah, and it was rumored a while back, but Phil had then said we had heard internally Sony were looking after having already locked down Deathloop and Ghostwire, they were looking to lock down Starfield as well. Really? Okay. Oh yeah yeah no yeah it's it's very yeah it's interesting and yeah no i i completely agree because 
if you're losing the race or lost the race or whatever, however they tend to put it, yeah, negotiating these exclusivity deals, these timed exclusivity, is a lot easier um, for for PlayStation, and they're, they're so much more likely to go into a contract with PlayStation rather than Xbox, even if like. For example, they both made the same deal, or Xbox is even slightly sweeter. You know, they're they're going to take the the console that's more popular, that's going to get more downloads, more clicks, whatever. Um, so yeah, the only way to compete is to yeah, just outright just buy, own these IPs, you know, and then and then do with them what you will. Um, yeah, no, I I think that makes complete sense, and I feel like that is the situation that Xbox have kind of been you know backed into you know it is a corner that they've been backed into and kind of the only the only route out i agree so what else do you want them to do i get that this is on a, a huge scale like it's a very big a, a, like a, a acquisition you don't necessarily need to start like doing stuff like this i get that but like this format of purchasing studios and like larger like companies or whatever is something you know that's that's how they have to do it yeah definitely and you know it reminds me of when they first made the bethesda acquisition and, and you know you know a lot of the vagueness that we got kind of will games be exclusive or will they not and kind of why that was you know firstly it feels like a bit of covering your back for future regulators um secondly they kind of didn't know yet maybe what they wanted to keep exclusive and what they didn't want to but thirdly it genuinely wasn't part of the model it's genuinely not part of the model to make stuff exclusive it's just that they want and and phil said this along the lines at the time and i remember thinking that's a bit of a interesting answer he said like this is about securing content so it doesn't get taken away from xbox or something to that effect you know and i remember thinking oh that's a really interesting answer yeah And obviously along the line, they are deciding game to game based on what the revenue is, you know, introduction to the ecosystem, what the overall net profit is, what will be exclusive. But it wasn't like we're going to require Bethesda to make everything Bethesda uh, exclusive. It's a content play. It's more like we're creating a, a moat or an island, uh, I think, you know. Yeah. So that we can't be attacked because it's our content. You know, they can't take it away from us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily, yeah, bind it to them and them only, but you know, just make sure it reaches both platforms rather than being bunny-hatted for Sony only. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, it's very interesting, yeah. I agree. So, it did, you know, it's flared up the console wars, Twitter's the light, you know, oh, Sony was going to do it first, they were going to buy PlayStation, uh, Starfield exclusivity. Mm. Oh, well, you know, them buying the publishers not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same as a money hat. That's only a year, maybe longer, maybe two years, maybe three years, maybe four maybe years. Infinite. Not the same. You know, maybe infinite. Yeah, it's an infinite amount of years. Let's be real. <laughs> Until we say so. Until we fucking say so. Yeah. Yep. 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 <sighs> cool. Uh, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else, but I think we're pretty much at the end there. Oh, this was the only other funny thing. The FTC was like trying to catch them out on how they're going to monopolize game streaming and cloud. And they were like, you know, they they spent like 10 minutes massaging this point and building up to it. And they were like, so um, 
is it um, correct to assert that um, a Windows license is needed to stream PC games? And Sarah Bomb was like, no. No, you can stream it without Windows license. You can stream it anywhere. <laughs> it just instantly shut it down. I love that. Love you could have Googled that. Yeah. You could have fucking yeah. Googled that. Like, that isn't like some in depth thing you, like, I know that. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious, dude. I love that. And that was kind of the feeling for the whole trial. Well, they just don't really know what they're talking about. And it's just, they're just, they seem they're like reaching. they're a bit out of their depth. Yeah. Yes. No doubt. Like, I genuinely think that the Xbox, uh, like, um, the management that they brought up, Sarah Bond, Matt Booty, Phil Spencer, would have done a better job at prosecuting. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, mm. They are very knowledgeable. They're very informed on gaming law, things like that. Um, oh, and that was the other thing. At the, their last Hail Mary was that they called someone from Google Stadia who used to work at Google Stadia. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and they were like he was he was their witness so the FTC were like got this in the bag this is going to be another W um, and he comes up and he's like yeah 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 so basically he tries to make the point that it was it's really hard to get into the gaming landscape because there's so many acquisitions going on you know mm-hmm. Google being Google oh we didn't fail Xbox and Playstation buying shit made it hard that wasn't why they brought him to the stage. That wasn't the point that was trying that the FTC was hoping he would make. Because what he then went on to say was, or the judge asked him, "So did you feel like you? So so you were in competition then with Xbox and PlayStation?" You would say, and it was like, "Yeah, yeah, we felt that we were in competition with them." Okay, that of course breaks the whole argument because what the FTC and the CMA are trying to argue is that the cloud is its own market. It has no overlap with the console market. It's its its own thing, which Xbox have a pure monopoly on at the moment, you know, ignoring or they potentially have a content monopoly that could accrue. Mm. Xbox has been arguing the whole time that not only is cloud not big, it overlaps. Like, people aren't typically going to buy a game on Stadia and then buy it again on a platform on Xbox. Same with the Switch, by the way, even though they're trying to make the argument that the Switch operates in its own low-spec market, you know. Bullshit. So he said that, and and the judge, you know, you could tell the judge wasn't anticipating that sort of... that, that was Because it broke the whole argument. It broke the FTC's argument that, cloud, that Xbox could be a dominant force in cloud if they ever did make Call of Duty exclusive to their service because it's its own market and there's no competition with it but of course like we just said if someone's buying it they're not going to buy it again on another co- so there is is there is an overlap of market there mm-hmm. um which was really funny because they were that was how they closed the whole two-day yeah, session that's such an and they were, L. it just it's such an l yeah yeah <laughs> but the fattest l they could have got <laughs> Like, did they not go over this? Like, surely they would have, like, gone over this exactly. with the witness they brought in <laughs> and be like, this is what you need to say. Like, kind of rehearse it, you know, dance across these lines, you know, within reason. 
Like, what? I just don't understand, man. They seem so unprepped and they just don't really know what they're talking about. So, so odd. Well, the judge the judge just knew what to ask. Like, the judge yeah. is no shit. Like, she, she's, got, she's asking the right questions. And obviously, again, under oath. So, you know, mm. she asked him, did you think you were in competition with... Like, I understand that you feel you were pushed out because of big acquisitions, but that's not really the problem. Everyone's making big acquisitions across big tech at the moment. Um, the problem we're trying to figure out is is cloud so in such a vacuum that it could grow into something uncontrollable and unmanageable and he essentially said no when she pressed him because he mm. he felt the sadie was in competition with the with the console yeah shattered the whole thing that's it, great it wasn't a good two days for the ftc i would say it, it's looking quite good for xbox it, it, that's my interpretation that's hilarious i love that So, before we swing on to our final topic, everybody, thanks for sticking with us so far. Would really love it if you could like the video. If you're not subscribed already, please do that. If you really want to go one step further and support the channel, share us on Twitter. You know, uh, tell us what stupid thing we said. Tell us what you fucking thought was funny, what you liked, you know, what our coverage of. Uh, that'd be really good. We'd really yeah. appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. So, final closing thing then. The whole Indiana Jones thing. This is exciting, isn't it? Wow. Yeah. Um, I, wanted to, I wanted to raise a couple of points on that. The first is that I'm really happy that they did that. I'm really happy they went back and negotiated because what that tells me is either A, Xbox do have a vested interest in making popular, you know, pop IP, quote unquote, uh, content exclusive to their ecosystem, which mm -hmm. is, I, you know, maybe not, maybe us a little bit, but more so uh, the more casual crowd um, on the Xbox platform. And the second, it's a banger point that it overlaps with the community's kind of desires for the platform. It's kind of the, for some feedback that the community has been given for a while. Like we want you to have some bigger IPs, some mm -hmm. bigger licenses, and. To draw people in and get people talking maybe in the same way spider-man does um yeah so at, at best they believe that exclusive content is still important at worst they're listening to the community and i i think that's good i don't think i'm not sure old xbox would have bothered going back to renegotiate that but they went out their way to be like nope we want this exclusive this is going to be a big deal in uptake yeah what, what do you think of that yeah no i agree yeah i, I think it's uh yeah i think it's a good I think it's a good thing that they did that. Um, yeah, in terms of um, yeah, just owning larger IPs. You know, you can make multiple games out of franchise out of. Um, uh, yeah, like I definitely could see this. I know this is a pretty, pretty like ridiculous statement, but it definitely gives the vibe that this could be like Xbox's like Uncharted, right? um like mm -hmm. a multiple game franchise similar sort of vibe you know uh maybe a bit more whimsical and stuff like that but like it definitely seems like it could fall into that category um and that's a huge ip for um for playstation um you know and it's something i feel like xbox could use as well um especially in the single player market you know to have like you know they, they got gears they got like all these sort of like shooter um single player games and stuff like that but it, we don't have many sort of 
yeah i I, if you get what i mean it's like a different sort of vibe it's a different sort of um like category of single player games um and uh yeah no i think it's i think it's a huge win and i think it's it's a really good grab um i think you can do a lot with this um and i think it's quite a popular sort of like style that people could resonate with based off hey this kind of reminds me of uncharted right like that's going to go through people's head and i think people yeah. will will like resonate with it and actually give it a chance more so than if uncharted didn't exist you know um definitely yeah and, and as well I'm, I'm actually quite excited to see machine games interpretation of indiana jones you know i think we're kind of the new one just came out, didn't it? Dial of Destiny, and it hasn't been reviewed all that well. But I think we're kind oh. of moving out of the Harrison Ford era of Indiana Jones, and I'm interested to see what they do with Indiana Jones once Harrison Ford can no longer... He's like mid-70s, do you know what I mean? It, it's surprised he's still going. So, I mean, yeah. I doubt they're going to give up the IP, you know, get Bradley Cooper in as a new Indiana Jones. I don't know. Um, so I'm interested to see what their interpretation of this character is going to be. Um, mm. I assume they're not going to go for a... Harrison Ford look alike, they're just going to go for their own thing in the same way Insomniac did. Yeah, and would um, it be like a young Indiana Jones? Yeah, like quite young yeah. rather than starting in quite old. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, the Uncharted film. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. It's a big deal, this. Yeah, I think, it, yeah. I think it could be pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Um... And I suppose like the question here, well, we've spoken about for a while, like what does this kind of look like? Machine Games obviously known mostly as a first-person shooter studio making Wolfenstein. What are they doing here? Um, and there are, there are some like rumors swirling around at the moment that it's it's both, not in the same way that Starfield is, but maybe in the way that... Um, I'm trying to think of an example. I was going to say COD, but it's really not COD. But what I more mean is that let's say some of the game is or the, the the main game is like third person but then you go into first person sections where like you're in a helicopter and you're shooting the chain gun or you're on you're on a cannon but you're shooting cannon but at first person, do you know what I mean so it's like there's it's like uh there are on rail sections where that mm. are first person you know um, yeah yeah okay I see yeah I see what you mean yeah I mean, but I mean, realistically speaking, yeah, like you say, it's being made by machine games, only do first person stuff. The game, like, we don't, we have no details on it, right? Like, you don't know if the game primarily is third person, first person, or anything like that, do we? Not yet. Or do we? No, we don't know anything about it. Yeah. No, all we know is that Todd Howard is overseeing it. Um, uh, they did like a little tease when it was first announced in um, 2021. Um, yeah. No, yeah, we don't know anything else. Person, person, yeah. Third person action adventure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, it would feel a bit odd, wouldn't it, for the for the whole game to be a first person shooter. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, could machine games make it work? I don't know. Only time will tell. But there's definitely <laughs> The fact, that, the fact that you can scratch your head and think it can work in these multiple scenarios just shows how like flexible it can be, right? And like um, how much potential there is with it, right? So yeah, 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 it's exciting, man. Yeah. yeah. The only really bit of insight that I can give here that I think is is like useful, just because I'm I'm making the link now, is that I remember when 
so this is Xbox's maybe second collaboration with Disney. Um, yeah. Oh wait, am I being stupid? Indiana Jones is Lucasfilm, isn't it? It's Lucasarts, not Disney. I think so. Or are they one and the same now? I'm very confused. Uh Star Wars is Disney now, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So they're one and the same. Yeah. Yeah, they are one and the same. Okay. And I remember I watched some of the the teams, like um, the Sea of Thieves team, uh, after doing Pirates of the Caribbean, and they said that they, when we were collaborating with them, they they wanted it to be like reflective of a ride, at, um, at Disney World. You know, like you'd go through these sections and these things would happen and these fun characters would talk to you and then you'd do these fun things. Um, and, you know, for the most part, that was um, really well received. Um, and a lot of people did describe it that way. Like it feels like you really are going through the Pirates of the Caribbean exhibition at Disneyland. And that makes me think it's going to be the same here. They're going to want the, the game, maybe 15, 20 hour game to reflect like a, you know, set pieces, you know, set piece kind of, like going on an indiana jones ride what would that look like mm. you know you'd go through you'd use your whip you'd speak to some fun characters you'd find a relic and oh no it's gonna it's gonna suck the all the blood out of you mm. gotta shoot nazis now stuff like that you know very interesting <laughs> very very interesting <laughs> that was quite a weird tangent you just went on and i i kind of lost i kind of lost you but um it's okay. yeah you're, I, you're ready to wrap up that's I, fine i feel like you could do a lot with like um yeah like just like the temples right puzzles and shit like that like and traps and everything like that i feel like you could make it quite reminiscent of even like zelda like sort of um temples and puzzles and everything like that yeah like I, f I feel like you could. Um, there's a lot of directions you could take with this. No doubt. The final thing I wanted to close on here was not necessarily thinking about where what Indiana Jones is going to look like, but how important is it? Indiana Jones, bit of a fading IP. Not to say it's small by any means, but I've got Google Trends up right now, Tim, and I'm, I'm like kind of looking worldwide, and I've got Indiana Jones in. Give me some other pop IPs that maybe we could look at by comparison. Um, I just want to get a sense of where it's at. Uh, well, what do you mean? What's something like Marvel? Or is that too big? Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll pop Spider-Man in as well. I think I can do four at once. Um, maybe... Let's do past 12 months. Uh... Maybe Star Wars? Yeah. Maybe something like Witcher, maybe. Hmm. Interesting. Would that be The Witcher? I don't really know. Yeah. The Witcher TV series? What does that do? Or, um... Interesting. Stranger Things? <laughs> something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm thinking about stuff that's more game related. Oh, I don't know okay. they have to have a Telltale game. I understand what you're saying. Um, but like, just as I've just put, I, I can only do five, so I've done five. I've done Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, Spider Man, Star Wars, and The Witcher. Um, on average, out of all of them, Indiana Jones places a bit above The Witcher, 
but below everything else. I'm looking at the last 12 months um, on the trend line. Not massively below everything else, apart from Spider-Man, which has spiked in the last month because of across yeah, the yeah. Spider-Verse. Um, but otherwise, Spider-Man is lower than you might think. Mm. Um, it's generally lower than Star Wars. And Harry Potter has remained higher than everything else up until the last month where Star Wars has spiked and Spider-Man has spiked. Okay. Um, so I think we can... Th- those are the kind of the expectations I think we can go into it when we're thinking about the impact of a Indiana Jones Xbox exclusive. I don't think it's quite going to permeate the market in the same way Indiana Jones did, where people who didn't don't really play games would play a Harry Potter game. Mm. Yeah. I do think it pushes a bit further... into something like a low-level Spider-Man where someone who maybe has heard of Indiana Jones, watches all the films, might be quite interested. Yeah. Um, and know who Indiana Jones is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just thought that'd be a bit of fun. See how that's stacked up. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tim, let's, uh, let's hit the button. Let's hit the jingle. Let's wrap this bad boy up and get along with our Sundays. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you everyone for joining us here in the chat. Um, I know I can see a lot of good conversation went on there um, and there's a lot to speak about and I wanted us to kind of wrap up before the two hour mark. So sorry if we didn't get to as many chats. If you've got anything outlying that you want to say to me, just tweet it out to me. You can see Twitter in the description below. Um, Likewise, if you're listening after uh, after the live streaming and you've got anything you want to talk about further, come to us on Twitter. Come to us next week. We'll generally be streaming at 2pm BST. Other than that, take care. Next week, the final uh, the f- will, ha- will be the final uh, hearing for the ABK case. I don't know when we hear about the really outcome, but the, the, Thursday is the final hearing. Okay. Um, and then this nightmare can all be over I hope yes I hope so thank you for your time I hope we just get a yes or a no and we're done with it but yeah yeah that would be nice yes goodbye everyone have a good Sunday drink lots of water goodbye, if everyone. it's hot where you are it's important yes Very don't important. drink it if it's cold though yeah there's no point science isn't there yeah bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.